All right, welcome back to the channel, ladies and gentlemen. And we've got some pretty worrying data coming out at the moment. And it's not just around jobs, although we'll we'll predominantly talk about jobs in the first part of the video here. But, and we'll focus on the US, it also applies to the UK and some other countries. As we're seeing now, we what, what did we see? 2020, the jobs sort of plunged, and then they came back, of course, under the uh, current administration in the US, what did um, Bidenomics say? He said, we created the most jobs in human history. Well, actually that's not true on a number of uh, counts, but one of the things we talked about at the time was that these weren't uh, new creation, new jobs. They were simply just people coming back to work. So we had that V shape, didn't we? And then that sort of turned into uh, an arc. So what are we seeing at the moment then? Well we've seen a lot of manipulation in data right across the economy, which has been somewhat holding off this recession that we know is inevitable. We're going to be going into it. It's just a case of when. What does the president, the Federal Reserve, what does the prime minister of the UK or or Canada and all, all these other Western countries say? They say the economy is getting stronger every day. Well, the data doesn't reflect that. and The data doesn't show that. And one thing we often look at is the jobs numbers because what drives an economy, it's, it's people, it's maybe consumer spending, it's the GDP, it's, of course, energy, which goes into fueling that economy in the first place. It's the output. Do we have a trade deficit? Are we producing a lot of goods? Are we becoming wealthier as a country? Is the standard of living going up? These are all things that we have to look at and measure. Well, what have we seen just recently? Well, we're starting to now see job cuts. And this is somewhat across the board, but again, I wanna focus on the US because the US tends to drive a lot of other countries. So we've just had a report out that said that the number of jobs available right now is the lowest since March of 2021. We've also seen all of these job uh, numbers being revised afterwards, which is very manipulative. It's very sneaky for any um, administration or any government to put out numbers and then to revise them later. And it's always the same. They are revising them later on to make them look good initially and then <laughs> you don't actually see the revisions. But let me go to the shared screen a moment and just show you an example of a couple of these things here then. So we start off with zero hedge, labor market implodes, job openings crater, prior data unexpectedly revise sharply lower. So there's a lot of uh, other articles that you can look at here. Again, this is on zero hedge. You can just search for the URL or the, the title. And there's a lot of references to other articles which are, are useful in, in understanding all of this. So I've just highlighted some of the key points from this report then. With consensus expecting only a modest drop in the July job openings from 9.582 million to 9.5 million, what the BLS reported instead was a doozy. In July, there were just 8.827 million job openings. So that's the first sub nine million print since March of 2021. It's also the third biggest miss on record. So you can see the chart here. And these are the revisions that we talked about. And there's a lot more revisions that you'll see in a moment. The recent trend of every single data point in the Biden administration being revised sharply lower in subsequent months 
in a coordinated propaganda attempt to make the economy look stronger, then quietly revise it away when everyone forgets. Again, here is even more charts and data, and you're seeing the same trend all the time. It's very, very sneaky. Uh, thing to do this is. It even includes monthly payroll numbers. It's revised lower to manipulate perception and markets. Of course, what are we seeing at the moment? We're seeing this new run in the markets. Um, let's look at some stats then. Industrial production 1%, expected was 0.3%. It was last revised to negative 0.8%. So again, not good numbers there. Manufacturing production, which of course drives CPI as well, was 0.5%, uh, expected 0%, and then it was revised lower to 0. Point, no, sorry, negative 0.5%. Cap utilization, 79.3, 79.1, and it was revised lower to 78.6. So this is not positive. This shows contraction in an economy, not growth as we're being told. And they've got it right here. What, although one month doesn't make a trend, three months does, which is bad because the three month drop in job openings was 1.5 million. The second highest on record surpassed only by the total economic shutdown during the COVID crash. So where were these job openings decreasing then? Professional and business services, no surprise there because of what we are seeing, healthcare and social assistance. This is somewhat surprising to see this 130,000 drop. State and local government, excluding education, negative 67,000. State and local government education, negative 62,000. Again, somewhat surprising. And federal government, minus 27,000. And where are we seeing job openings? That is in information, over 100,000, which is very positive, and in transportation, warehousing, and utilities, up 75,000. So this just shows what I was trying to explain a while back, that all of those forecasts I, I was making, in that I think that these white-collar jobs are going to reduce as AI increases in intelligence, and we'll also see the manufacturing sector, which was lagging with a lot of jobs going elsewhere. And also what we saw was a lot of students, a lot of young people being told to go to college and university and get these sort of white collar jobs, when actually what we're seeing is a growth, especially in salary and incomes and, and demand on these blue collar workers. I know that you look in a lot of places now, a lot of Western countries in particular, and it's very difficult to get um, good tradespeople Let's say you need some, a new roof on your property. Maybe you need something done at your house. Uh, maybe you need some work doing there, some decorating or whatever it is, plumbing, heating, etc. It is getting a lot more difficult, or at least the waiting list is getting longer for more blue collar workers. And the wages in these sectors are growing quite nicely. And this is why I always keep talking about don't just listen to what you know you hear and these careers advisors and everyone else that says to go and get these white collar jobs because i think that yes white collar jobs have paid well over a long period of time but i think they're going to become more competitive now i think the blue collar jobs are going to overtake in some regards but it's not just that i know that many of you have now taken my brand new money psychology course but for those of you who have taken it, what was one of the points out of a thousand points in there that I mentioned? And that's about 
upskilling. So becoming quite niche or niche in an area, especially that you might already work in. A lot of people make the mistake of just jumping out of the sector they're in into something else, thinking they're gonna earn more money. And yes, you can sometimes do that. You move from one sector to another where your skills can cross over. But sometimes, especially if you enjoy the work, but you just wanna be more uh, laser focused, earn more, have more freedom and uh, prestige. And um, I, I can't quite get the right word here, but what you, what you wanna be looking at is really going um, specialized, getting your knowledge a lot more specialized. Whether you're an employee, you're self-employed, whether you've got your own business, when you get that specialized knowledge, you become more in demand, you can earn a lot more money or, or request a lot more money. And sometimes you don't have to go off to university or, or college or, or, or things like that to do this. I was given an example in the, the course of how I couldn't find anyone to remove some, uh, I had some beehives in the new property that I bought and they'd been there for over 20 years. It was just too difficult to remove. They were in the, the roof or the rafters and no one could remove them. Well, eventually we found someone that would remove them and he had to be skilled in about four or five different things. He had to be able to operate this cherry picker lift thing. He had to be a, a beekeeper. Uh, he had to be able to cut through the roof and repair it properly. And he had to, there was all these things that he had to be able to do. And that's why it was so hard to find that person. And he earned a lot of money. He did charge a lot of money for his services and he did get to keep the honey and he did rehome the hive. So he made a lot of money from all these things. This guy didn't go to university. He didn't go to college. He just found a very specific um, niche or niche, we say niche, Americans say niche, and he's able to make a huge amount of money, over 100,000 a year, just from this specific skill set that he has. And this is what I think we're gonna see a lot more of. We're gonna see a lot more of people moving into these highly specialized areas, especially roles that AI can't do, roles that AI can't take your job. Bloomberg also picking up on this trend with the job openings at the moment. The number of, of available positions decreased from 9.17 in June down to 8.83 in July. So this is the sixth decline in the last seven months. And we also have the so-called quits rate, which measures voluntary job leavers as a share of total employment. This dropped to 2.3% as well. And this is the lowest level since uh, the start of 2021. Remember what happened here, a lot of people were jumping from their job to a new job. And they're absolutely right. This implies that Americans are less confident in their ability to find another job in the current market. And they're absolutely correct in saying that. And we have some more data here. This is from layoffs.fyi. The running total of layoffs for 2023 based on full months today is 224 thousand. I mean, this is huge. Tech layoffs conducted to date this year currently exceed the total number of tech layoffs in 2022, according to the data in the tracker. So what have we got then? January was almost 90,000, Feb 40,000, March almost 38,000, April down to 20,000, May 15,000, June 11,000, and then July 10,000. So what have we noticed then? It has been decreasing since January 
which was a very big month of losses. We had a 50% cut here for Feb and March, another 50% down to April, and then since April to July, another 50% down. So it is showing somewhat of a trend then, and it should plateau very shortly. Although, I mean, it could be plateauing right now that that is what we're seeing, but we need to see what actually happens as well as we go into the end of the year and into early next year. But looking at this image here, the tech layoffs, it is somewhat telling of what we are seeing. This is, I mean, it's absolutely huge, really is compared to other sectors. The Wall Street Journal shows quite an interesting article from earlier in the year then. And this is all around how many fake jobs there are out there. And I know this as well. I hear it all the time from people. So this is a mystery that permeates the job market. Well, not quite a mystery, I would say, because this has been going on for a long time now. You put in a lot of work to apply for a job, you hear nothing, and then the job stays online for months. Well, why is that? Well, they did a survey recently of a thousand hiring managers and 27% of them reported having job postings up for more than four months. Uh, so why is that? Well, it's because some of these are what's known as ghost adverts and there's a huge amount of them. I don't even believe the survey. I think probably some of the hiring managers were being conservative there in what they're, they're talking about, you know, this small amount of ghost adverts. You know yourself if you're trying to look for a job or have been the last a few years, I guess we can say, that a lot of these jobs are fake. They do not exist. Companies are either doing it because they want to look good and they want to show that they're growing, or it's because they want to have a, they don't want to have a gap, a skill gap, where someone leaves and then they're trying to fill that position. What they want is a lot of resumes or CVs available so they can just hire someone right away into that role. So that's why they're, they're doing it. It's not all what it uh, seems. And actually just one other thing. So I was hiring someone recently to, to help me with a few things. And he went to one of the top universities in the UK. He has a master's degree in physics. He applied for all of these roles around um, AI and development and all this other stuff. And I think he said it was eight or nine months that he just couldn't find a job despite applying for jobs all the time. So I tend to rely on people's experiences more than data and surveys and things like that. And when I keep hearing these experiences from people all the time, that gives me a much better insight than what I might read on um, you know, some media website or something like that. So we're definitely seeing these, these trends. And the other trend is around people who are, who are quitting, and that is um, a lot less than it was previously because what do people often do? They are looking for another job before they then give in their notice and quit. So what does that also indicate to us that there aren't as many jobs or as many good jobs or better jobs around? Otherwise, people would be quitting a lot more in order to take those new jobs. Another thing I found just this week then was corporate bankruptcies. So these are bankruptcies in 2023. And you can see that they are already, and this is just where we are in August time, this was the start of August, I believe, already 400. That's double last year. And it's on par with 2020, which, well, we know what happened in 2020. So we don't even know, it's still to be confirmed, what these bankruptcies are going to be this year. And by the way, this is in the greatest economy the world has ever known, if you um, 
believe the rhetoric. So if we do finally hit this recession, I wonder what that's going to look like. So we also had data just yesterday then. This is the Consumer Confidence Index, and this fell to 106 in August, down from 114 in July. And this is an important metric because consumer confidence is often what drives purchasing decisions as well. And what drives the US economy predominantly, it is consumer spending. It's something like 60 to 70% of GDP, believe it or not. So we have this graph here by Yahoo Finance showing that it dropped off a cliff in Feb of 2020 from 132 and it's never actually recovered in all this time, it's still never recovered. Of course, we also have gas prices as well, which are creeping back up, as you can see here. I talked about that just the other week around inflation and how, yeah, I'm sure they can take some credit for inflation dropping, but the oil price had a big input on that as well. What else do we have then? Uh, well, the total amount of credit card debt in the US has surpassed the $1 trillion mark and is now at the highest level ever recorded. So in all of history, this has never happened before. So the New York Federal Reserve reported earlier this month that total credit card debt surged to $1.03 trillion during just this three-month period from April to June, an increase of $45 billion or 4.6%. That is huge. And it marks the highest level on record in the data going back to 2003. The average rate of interest on credit card balances has now risen to a new all-time high of 20.63% as well. Let me tell you something. And again, this comes back to my wealth psychology course. If you are paying that, I know a lot of you, you know, have your credit cards, you pay it off at the end of the month. If you are not doing that and you're actually paying this, you need to get that paid off immediately get that debt destroyed as quickly as you possibly can. Do whatever you need to do to get that down because 20% interest compounding is, I mean, this is what we talk about when we say that the debtor becomes slave to the lender. It will cripple you. You need to get that debt paid off. You need to get it removed and it will give you the freedom to move forward into you know a really amazing life that is why i create you know all of these videos why i create my courses for you because i do want you to have a good life and it is easy to do if you just follow what i talk about here with these these systems and these courses and these videos as i always say i am testament of all of these things myself believe me i am no saint i had a lot of debt at one point and um, just through following other people's um, principles and videos online. Uh, again, many years ago, I went through this process as well and paid off all of the bad debt that I had. And it really is life-changing. And this is another key thing here, actually. A Fed pause likely won't help struggling consumers. Absolutely correct. Uh, the dual increase in credit card usage and delinquency rates is particularly concerning because interest rates are astronomically high right now. The average credit card annual percentage rates at your APR hit a new record of 20.63% last week, according to a bank rate database that goes back to 1985. The previous record was 19% in July 1991. 
one. So what we're also noticing is a lot of similarities at the moment. Remember, history never repeats itself. Uh, never. People often talk about it. It doesn't repeat, but you see similarities all the time. What are we seeing right now? If you think of the, the Roaring Twenties, why was it called that? Because we had this huge growth during that, during that period. What have we seen recently leading up to 2020? We saw huge growth during that period. We've seen this slowdown now. And what we're seeing is growth based on manipulation. But actually, liquidity has been dry, uh, drying up. We're seeing interest rates going up, which restricts growth because companies won't take on more uh, credit if the interest rate is too high because it isn't worth it. They'd rather tighten their belts or try and just wait until interest rates come back down and then they can take advantage of, of lower credit, which they can pump into R&D, uh, research and development. And so this is what we're, we're seeing at the moment. We're seeing this contraction and what it's being talked up as is uh, expansion that the economy is doing really well. It's not. The economy is not doing well. In fact, if anything, the economy is doing very poorly. And I still stand by the fact that I think we're, we, we're already in a recession. Let's be honest about it. But they manipulated the data. But I still think that a recession is likely. Of course, Biden won't want this on his watch and nor will Jerome Powell or Yellen. So they're doing everything possible to manipulate the data. And we have the evidence. I know some of you don't believe it, but you only have to look and you'll see all this evidence. It's so clear that the data is being manipulated, even right through to the CPI, the PPI. All of these uh, numbers are being manipulated very heavily. And look, I'm not just saying it's Biden doing it. Everyone's doing it. If, if this flips uh, next presidency to a Republican, they'll do it as well. I'm, I'm almost certain of it. It doesn't matter. And even in the UK, if it flips from conservative to Labour, they'll do it as well. Because we are in this period now, remember this, um, this full cycle we always talk about. We're in this period where trust in politicians is at an all-time low and with very good reason. And they will manipulate the data wherever they can to make themselves look better and to get re-elected or to get elected. Okay, these are all the things that we have to uh, look forward to as we move forward. But I'll leave it there today. Thank you so much for watching and thank you for taking my brand new course. Really appreciate it. Link is below in the description or as a pinned comment. And apart from that, I will see you tomorrow. Take care. God bless you. God bless your families. See you soon.